This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. From London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Standard. Everyone is talking about the traitors. Here lies a kind and generous soul. Someone who is loyal, trusting and faithful. No wonder they're no longer with us. Welcome to the game. The second series of the BBC reality show where contestants try to figure out who are the liars amongst them or try to deceive their fellow players has the nation gripped. We're only in January and it's already given us some of the best TV moments of the year. From truly Oscar-worthy traitors, over-the-top fake funerals, a shocking secret sun revelation and an infamous poison chalice incident which made everyone shout at their screens in unison, don't drink the fizzy rosé, Diane. Yeah, still not over that one. Here to break down the success of the series and share predictions is El Hunt, commissioning editor at the Evening Standard and our unofficial traitors correspondent. Now, just a warning, before we get started, we'll be referencing everything that's happened in The Traitors up until episode 10, which aired on Wednesday the 24th of January. So if you're not up to date, then go catch up and come back when you're ready. You've been warned. Elle, first of all, let's talk about last night's episode, when we said goodbye to Ross. Were you surprised he was banished? Poor Ross. I mean, where we left him last week... Uh, He had kind of entered the turret and he was ready to avenge his dead mother, uh, So Camp. The publicity team behind Traitors really lent into it. There were billboards up at, I think it was Westfield Shopping Centre, that had Diane with her pink fizz. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, they were hyping me up for something epic. But, you know, Ross, he was never a very good faithful. Mm. I didn't have much sort of belief in him as a traitor either I thought that emotion would get the better of him and it did I think very quickly and he kind of just crumbled and Andrew's little trick got him right away I think tonight is the last murder slash chance for recruitment yeah and obviously it all looks like they're gonna do another murder and it's Mm. between three people isn't it it's uh Jazz Molly and Zach, any predictions on how that might go? If if I was in the castle right now. <laughs> if I was a it's very, <laughs> it's very easy for me to say because I've been sat at home watching on my sofa doing nothing with like a full overview of what's going on. So this is really easy for me to say. But if I was a traitor, I would be looking at Jazz because yeah. all of his theories have been bang on. No one listens to him, but he's actually right. I think that he's hiding a lot sort of under his hat at the moment. And at this point he would be a really great person to get rid of. I don't think they will because I think Jazz is playing a really good game. He's staying very close to Harry. When um, when Paul got kicked out, he was the one who went straight over to Harry and said, that was you, you've done that. But then elsewhere we see him saying, I think Harry's a traitor. Paul said this really weird thing to me about how Harry had kind of broken a promise uh, to me. 
Um, and so, yeah, mm. I would be getting rid of Jazz. Yeah. However, they don't know that he's been saying all of that. So I predict that they will probably, it's a toss up really between Jazz and Molly. I don't think Harry will get rid of Molly because at this point in the competition, she's too valuable. I saw someone did a tweet and it, it said if he went up to Molly and said, I'm a traitor, cut off Claudia Winkleman's fringe <laughs> and used the hair to spell out the words traitor, she'd still say, oh, well, you, you know, you would say that because you're a faithful. Yeah. She, she's very much, unless she's playing a very smart game, she completely buys that he's a faithful. So I think he'll want to keep her around. If I was Andrew, I'd be looking to get rid of her in order to get rid of Harry. Yeah, uh, Jazz is an interesting one because I personally think he might be killed tonight uh, just because, like you say, he's sort of been onto a lot of them. And I think in terms of who would be able to get Harry and figure it out, he's probably the last chance, but, or him or Jasmine. But I think Jasmine will probably get banished. Uh, so, yeah. And I think, you know, Harry's one step ahead with all that anyway, and he's seen that all play out. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of protecting himself... I think Jazz is the choice, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, he's he's and also you know he's got the nickname online as Jazz of the Jazz of the Christie for exactly. a reason. Exactly. You know, <laughs> the BBC has said that the Traitors series two has broken records to become the biggest entertainment show in two years. Why do you think we are so obsessed with it? Um, I mean, I've been mulling this over a lot. Obviously, as my role as Evening Standards unofficial Traitors correspondent, I think what it is is a lot of reality TV now. Uh, Love Island and so on is very much geared towards influencers. Whereas the traitors kind of goes back to sort of early Big Brother and Fame Academy and all of these much more chaotic reality TV shows where you basically have these very ordinary people who don't really know how to act on telly put in a room and they have paranoia and things thrown at them, but in a very harmless way. Um, I think that's why so many people like it um, because it's just like a big game of Cluedo with um, sort of gay icons like Diane and Sonia taking part and like villains and heroes and all of that. Um, Another part of it is also probably this idea of like event television, right? So everyone watches it together at the same time. I think about 50% of their audience tune in that way. The other 50% is catching up on iPlayer. But um, a lot of people are tuning in every night to watch it in a room with their mates or on a group chat with their mates, um, following the hashtags and stuff. So it's just more of a, you know, watch it now or you won't know what's going on. What have been the standout moments of the series? Uh, So this is a very early doors highlight, RIP Sonia. But when she was in it very (laughs) early on, uh, they, they, you know, they have all those video shots of them in their room doing their hobbies. And she's like lying back in her bed propped up on a pillow with a silk blindfold on so glam and she's knitting well blindfolded so that was very iconic I was heartbroken when she (laughs) left I do think that when Anthony got banished and he sort of stood at at the door of the round table bit and he was like six nil let that sink in and then of course the fizzy rosé this this is a big one for me. I think no one will ever look at pink, like fizzy rosé ever again in the same way. What do you think about um, the whole uh, Ross and Diane storyline as well? Because obviously, for those who aren't aware, uh, Ross was Diane's son and that was kept hidden right up until the last moment and then we had that big reveal last night when Ross was banished. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that whole storyline? Yeah, Paul's not my son, but Ross is. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, I love it. I I because of course in season one of the UK Traitors, we had Tom from Edition and his girlfriend Alex, and she was accused of being a traitor. And I think he stood up or slammed the table and was like, Alex isn't a traitor. She's my girlfriend, which was quite funny. But obviously that mystery didn't bubble on for too long because he just couldn't. Yeah. Um, Whereas this time, I think they played it really well. I loved Ross's wink to camera. um, (laughs) Talking of iconic moments, I forgot about that one. Um, Yeah, I think they hit it quite well. He was making lots of digs about how his mum doesn't make a very nice roast dinner. in front of her. Do you think now that it's been revealed to them all that Ross was Diane's son, do you think that that will help people put things together in terms of the traitors because people might be able to think like Ross Mm. wouldn't kill his own mum in the game? Sure, yeah. I mean, this is something that me and the group chat have been discussing (laughs) at length. We all watched the episode together last night and have been unpicking it Uh, because he says that it's an Easter egg as he leaves, which, you know, an Easter egg, whether it's in like Taylor Swift's music or whatever, usually implies it's a big clue. Like it seemed Mm. to be a very direct word when he called it an Easter egg. It's something for them to crack. Will they actually get there? I don't know. Mm. Their initial reaction was, oh my God, he's been lying to us all this time. And they haven't yet gone that one step further and sort of thought about the wider timeline of it. Mm. Like why would he have murdered his mum unless it was some sort of incredibly clever double bluff he'd be but he'd still be halving his chances of winning let's go to the ads after the break our predictions for the final episode of the traitors if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Still with me is Elle Hunt, commissioning editor at The Standard. Who have been some of your favourite contestants of the series? I mean, my favourite has to be Diane. Uh, when she first arrived, I found her quite scary. Yeah, she's a bit of, like blunt and abrasive, isn't yeah. she? I mean, I think she's a retired school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> 
and she definitely has that vibe like you can imagine that if you crossed her on the local notice board or whatever she would be firm but fair but yeah I grew to really love her I thought she was brilliant I liked Harry in the early days because for me he's like if season one's Aaron was evil because <laughs> they have the same kind of helpful himbo vibe um but Harry is also like a, a traitorous mastermind. I think he's getting a bit cocky now. Do you think he his days are numbered? Because there are suspicions around him now. Like, you know, Jazz has been looking at him. Jasmine has also started questioning about the whole Golden Shield double yeah. bluff. I think that it depends on Zach and Jasmine are currently at each other all the time. They can't see eye to eye. They're just fighting and fighting. Each of them is convinced the other is a traitor. Mm. And that's proving a bit of a distraction. I think if that carries on, there is a chance he could just slip through the middle of that while everyone's kind of focused on the action elsewhere. But I think if they kind of uh, reconciliate a bit and, and say, okay, well, we think this, let's look somewhere else now, then he might be in trouble. Let's talk predictions now. We're speaking after watching Wednesday night's episode. So there's two more episodes to go, and one of those is the 70-minute finale. Who do you think will win, the Traitors or the Faithful? I have a feeling it will be a Traitors victory. I think that this year's Faithfuls, with the exception of Jazatha Christie. Jazatha Christie. <laughs> um, they've not really done a great job if I can say that. Yeah. I know it's very easy for me to say that having done absolutely nothing. But they they have let a lot of big clues kind of pass them by so far. I find it quite weird that they didn't interrogate the Harry Shield situation a bit more. Jazz sort of presented a perfect theory to do with it at breakfast and they I think it was Zach just completely dismissed it. They're sort of not exploring all angles at the moment and they're missing things. But equally... I was thinking this this morning, the traitors are so busy fighting among themselves that they don't seem to realise that if they banded together, they might have a chance of voting someone off mm -hmm. at this stage because the numbers are so small. So hubris could easily be their downfall too. It's hard to say. Uh, but I think that the traitors will probably take it. I think that Jasmine and Zach will carry on being at each other. We might lose Andrew along the way, but I yeah. think that Harry will steam <laughs> through. You can read more on this story and others in the Standard newspaper or on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from this episode. This podcast will be back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.